Good afternoon. It is September 8th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Today has been a long time coming. The Baseball Hall of Fame had their induction ceremony today, and Derek Jeter is officially in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think everybody knew it for, for a long time. Excellent person. I, I, I'm putting him up there as one of the, the, the greatest athletes of our uh, of our generation. Would you Would you agree? Uh, maybe as a role model. I didn't think he was that great of a player. Five time World Series winner, Rookie of the Year, fourteen time All Star. Do he, I need to continue? Was he even the clear cut best player on his team for any of those rosters? Oh, a bunch of them. He's definitely definitely one of the most clutch players I've ever seen. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There's some definitely some argument on whether that's real or not real, but I, I don't know. You're a fan, and you, you have certain feelings when certain people are up to the plate versus versus other guys. And I, I think Derek Jeter, he, he just came onto the scene at the, the perfect time for uh, for people uh, our age. Don't get me wrong. Like I want Derek Jeter on my team. Like he's 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 for sure a positive influence on everything. Like I think your team's immediately enhanced by that. There's a reliability there. I I think he just he handled New York better than I think anyone could have ever handled New York, and that has something to say about it. On top of it, but I don't think he's like he's not the greatest baseball player I've ever seen, and I don't know why he he gets talked like that. I I think he he has his place, and it's it's a really nice place. It's a very respectable spot. Still want him on the team, but he's he's not the I, best player. I think it's because he was one of the most recognizable figures on the, the, the most well-known baseball team. It might even not, might even be bigger than, than baseball team of like, just one of the most well-known teams, uh, you know, American teams for sure. But he came to, uh, you know, to prominence right as I was, you know, figuring out sports, you know, becoming like 10, you know, 11, 12, when I was playing little league was right when he was really getting in his, his group. So it was an easy, uh, Easy guy, easy guy to like. Definitely did some uh, some book reports on him. That that was that seemed like a, an easy one, but like I said, long time coming. But uh, nope, officially in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, who cares? Nobody cares. Pete Rose isn't even in it. It's... I guess that's one argument. Uh, I guess I'm just shocked that we opened with baseball. We it must really be a slow news day if th this is how you want to start it off. What are you talking about? This is, this is baseball. This is Derek Jeter getting into the Hall of Fame. It's bigger than baseball. It's not. Okay. It, 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 I'm not looking at him any differently now that he's inducted into, all, into this place. Like I, My opinion's not changed of him. He said this was a, the no-brainer. Why did we even have to have it? I want to make sure. Did you know? I bet you didn't know. I did know. I, 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 the more I saw on social media was more about the guys that showed up to watch him. It, <laughs> Which they didn't even talk about Jeter. They talked about the other guys. I, I think this is this is a joke. Well, I saw his nephew was there, and he's very popular, so that was cool. Got to sit front row. Did you know? You know where Brady's living in Tampa right now? Uh, I would assume so. I mean, that's where he plays. Yeah, yeah. Is that do unusual? You, do you know? He, no, he's renting a house from someone. Do you know who it is? I have no idea. Derek Jeter. Ah, all right. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> They, they couple work. of rich guys. I would. Uh, it would be Jeter and uh, Tom Brady. You know, up at the uh, you know the greatest athletes of uh, of our of our time. 
I'm not sure if he's still at the Jeter spot, but when he first made the move, uh, that that's where he was staying. But I know that because he did the Howard Stern interview from uh, from the house last year. Oh, okay. And uh, they they talked about that. But yeah, uh, there's that's the best uh, Jeter transition you're going to get here because I'd like to talk about some football. Is that is that okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> let's go for it. Week one, we're here. We made it. Fantasy draft in the book. I I sent you a very detailed diagram of my rosters and the overlapping players I have in each league. I have the same roster in every league. It's I'm all in. I I but if one of these guys gets hurt, gets hurt, man, it cuts deep. It cuts across real deep. It gets me through every single league. I don't know if this is the proper strategy. This feels like the bracket debate we have every year of filling out multiple brackets or just filling out multiple the same one. I don't know. Did I make the right strategy here? You you had a couple drafts. What what approach did you take? Your approach was so so bold, and it wasn't even the boldness that I was impressed with. It was just the consistency. Uh, just you you know you you want your team to be successful. You got your guys, so you're able to know. Okay, I'm going to reach a little bit earlier here and there. But you figure somebody's going to uh, jump out and steal somebody from you. But what, what was it? 80% of your starting lineup, maybe? Or maybe the whole team? It's it's a favorable portion. So one of the advantages I had in this, two of the leagues, it's a 12-person league, and I think I picked seven and eight in those, and the other two were 10-team 10, 10 leagues, and I was five in both of them. So I'm, I'm kind of in control. at least in the same range. Yeah, I'm in control of the draft board for the most part. And what I mean by that, I feel like when you're either front-heavy or top-heavy in the draft order here, you, it's so much harder to predict what, play, predict what players will be available for you because you're picking so wide a gaps in between. When you're more in the middle here, I can anticipate what's going to happen in the next five or six picks, and then I, I really know kind of who what my options are. And I just think it's a way favorable way to draft, and that's how I was able to get the same guys is I was constantly being like, all right, well, I can tell I got to take this guy now because I, I can see already he's not going to be there. There's nothing worse than being 20 picks away, whether you had the first pick or the last pick, and saying, well, I hope he's there, but it's, it's 20 picks from now, anything could happen. It's Yeah, it's, yeah. everybody gets to go through twice. Yeah. I have to survive everybody twice. But I, I, some people like the back-to-back picks. It's like, all right, I know I'm getting these two guys. I'm guaranteed to get these two. And if anything, and you're worried about time and you already know you're getting at least one guy, you take up the clock for that entire first pick and then you make the pick that you already know and then you kind of gain time on your second pick by using it, you know, with your your first pick. I, it's just, just you got to spin an advantage out of this somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I'm happy with my draft. I'm all in. These are the guys I believe in. Now, I, I agree it's a little concerning that no one else is fighting me for any, for any of these guys. Like, is that... <laughs> Is that sign for concern you, that I was able to get that everyone? Might be a, that might be a red flag, but I think you might be right of when you have those draft positions, you're able to not have to reach nearly nearly as far. And I, I was feeling yesterday's uh, draft that we were in together, I, I think this happens every year, but maybe I felt it a little more this year, of the middle rounds, it just it's all over the place. It's just kind of like, well, just, just grab whoever you want. Like, we could all kind of make this draft go faster and just say, like, hey, we're all going to just go in right now and just grab our pick and see if any of them are even the same pick. <laughs> I, I think you could be sold on, on a variety of things, but it, it also depends on what you've previously drafted, 
what kind of guys you're you're eyeing later in the draft that you know they're are available? Like, I, I my first my early picks were entirely based on what who, who I thought I could get later, and there were some running backs I thought I could scoop up later, and I I said all right, that means I got to prioritize receivers early or or something like that. Like, there's just I don't know. Fantasy drafts advice is I suppose is over, but this is. I'm hoping one of my more successful years. I, I really feel like I did everything I wanted to do, and I don't normally feel that way about most of my rosters. I'm, I'm in full control of this, full responsibility. The, the chaos that ensues after is all my fault. <laughs> it's just either going to be all victories or all terrible, and I'm a little snake in last year, and I think I'm, I'm definitely excited for, for football, but I'm a little less excited for fantasy, just owning Christian McCaffrey last year, trading for him at the beginning of the year. And then it's just like right at the beginning of the year, he's hurt. It's like, well, I have him again. It should be a lot of fun. This should be a great fun ride. But last year, it was not. That's not how that happened. Uh, I liked how the draft went last night. The draft I did in the family league the night before, I was not a fan of because half the league auto-drafted. So trying to keep up with it in my Excel spreadsheet was just an absolute mess. So I'm really going to have to next uh, summer – Maybe play a little more of the uh, of the guilt card of, hey, I'm setting this up. This is time. It only takes an hour. It's not really that much time. Here it is. It's a you know a month ahead of time. Let me know if this is something that's not going to work out. We could try to maneuver it around. Uh, I don't think that's un- unusual. But ha- having auto drafting, if you have one person or two, okay, maybe it works. But with with that amount, it's just I, I feel like you're, you're missing the, a huge part of the the fun of fantasy football. Maybe for you, I think for most that it's the least fun. It's too much stress. They don't know any of the guys. It's it might as well just be that, auto. Why do I need to be there for to auto pick the guy I didn't know about anyways? I think that ESPN does a great job of it. Provides you with you can see what maybe the next twelve, fifteen guys, so you can take a look and see which one it is. It I don't know you. You're creating this team that you're going to be, at least I am, you're going to be hanging out with for the next few months. I would at least like to have a little bit of input, even if it's not football related. Of You look at it and go, oh, that's that's a funny name. Or, oh, I got a brother who's got that name. I'm going to pick this guy. There's just at least a little bit of a connection. <laughs> no connection. Nobody knows what they're doing anyways. It's, it's, it's all predictions. It's, uh I, it, we should just let the computer do it, right? Why not? What do we, what do we know? It sounds like the worst. <laughs> it's so passive. All right, well, you just let the, the computer set your your lineup every week. You just let you know the computer do your your ads and your drops. Like, well, what's the point of you even playing? You play to win the game. You play to win the game, right? That's it. Is that, is that what? Yeah, that what yeah. Says? Don't let the computer do it. The computer's not gonna win. All right. Well, he doesn't know what it's doing. Speaking of games, games are happening this weekend. Fantasy on the side. I have a couple games that we could talk about. I think these are my predictions for the highest scoring games of the week. And then I have a couple games where we could talk. Is it panic time or not? Super early. It might be panic time. Like, do you think these are must wins for week one for some of these teams? Uh, what, what, what do you want to start with? You want to hear about the high scoring? Or you want to hear about the panic teams? Uh, let, let's go with the high scoring. High scoring. I think this week high, high scoring game is going to be Bill Steelers. I, I think there's just offensive powerhouse on both sides. Um, I'm expecting like 40, 40 kind of kind of numbers here. Ooh, well, that's yeah. a that's a high score. I think we're gonna sling this thing around. I I I just think high high scoring, a lot of big names on both teams, and 
and teams that I don't think really are focused on defense right now. I think both these teams are feeling if if our offense is cooking, then we're we're winning the best way we can. So that's my prediction there. I think you're going to see tons of yardage out of both teams, a bunch of touchdowns. Going to be a good fantasy number. Uh, if you got guys on either of these rosters, I think you're going to have a good good start off for the free first week here. Any, anything to disagree with? <laughs> you do what? I just picked a. I just looked at the calendar or the the schedule over here and was like, all right, well, what games I think are going to be super high scoring? I, this one stood out for me. I'm taking a peek at that uh, that Chiefs Browns game. I think that one could be high scoring. Yeah, I actually I didn't even have that one written down. I had uh, Vikings Bengals after. I think it's going to be a garbage game, but this is going to be an entertaining garbage game. I think it's going to be a bunch of touchdowns in this. Probably just as many interceptions, which could lead to even more touchdowns. That, that's just, true. Yeah. I, uh, I have I have some fantasy Wonky interest. field position. Yeah, I, I have some fantasy interest in that one. I just think that gets a little sloppy, and that could end up being a whole bunch of garbage times. Uh, I don't know if I'd want either of those defenses, but either of those defenses could end up having 20-point games. <laughs> <It's>, it, <laughs> this is this is a game of fantasy here. Um, Not sure which one, but one of them. All right, I got four teams that I think kind of need to win week one. Uh in no particular order here. I I feel like the Packers need to beat the Saints this week. It it just there's the Saints shouldn't be the change the Saints shouldn't be as good. I just feel like this is uh we're the Packers. We need to handle our business. Jameis coming new into town here, week one. I don't know if it's, we're gonna get good Jameis, bad Jameis, On or the, no Jameis. Uh, it's a neutral uh neutral site game. Yeah, because of the because uh, of the hurricane they're playing in Jacksonville. Yeah, I I still think I think it's a must win for the Packers. I just think they need to set send the tone right now. If this is gonna really gonna be happening, you gotta remember, Drew, yeah, Drew Brees isn't there anymore. Yeah, uh, I, for the I, first time in a long time. But I saw it uh, when I was taking a peek, and it was just like, "Ooh, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees." It's like, nope, nope, not anymore. Nope. Th- that's why I I I don't think Rodgers should be losing a game to Jameis Winston. And I know that's not exactly how it works, but Rod- Rodgers, if if he's back and he's in and he's committed to this year, they they should win this week. I, I think they have to win. And if they don't win. I just feel like there's there's an easy road we can go down that's really icy for, for both sides here. And if we get off to a bad start, I, I just I just feel like that stuff comes up a little bit more often. If we keep winning, not none of it ever has to happen. So I, I just think it's mm-hmm. a pack this is that's why I think it's a must win for the Packers. I, I don't know. What do you I'm not sure if there's any games that are must win, but I like I like this. You just it's it's we're ratcheting it all the way up to ten, right? Right off the start. Well, if they win, if well, just say if they lose, all right? So they lose to the Saints. What if Jameis is not even good and they still lose? What if Rodgers is bad and he just looks lazy or, or maybe out of shape or just not in sync with anybody or the super line's tan. not very good? Yeah, yeah, super, super tan. His, uh, his post-game references about his girlfriend are, are getting, like, a little tiresome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of struggles to expect out of them, but I I, I got a couple other ones. You, are we liking this? Is this? Uh, we, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. All right, I think, I think this is a must win for the 49ers, too. Uh, they're going to be playing Detroit. Detroit, I I think it's one of those teams we're going to struggle to say nice things about all year. And the 49ers seem to be the hot pick right now. I know there's some quarterback debate, but I think the rest of this team is ready to roll. They got a variety of running backs, a whole committee of guys that I think you're trustworthy. I don't know which one I would trust fantasy-wise, but I think all of them are worth playing in the NFL and worthy of some uh, some starting roles or some portion of that. 
Uh, and the defense is going to be really good. I think that defense should chew up the Detroit Lions that have that have Jared Goff and uh, what, what what else does Detroit have? Uh, is there is there any reason? <laughs> I, I this should be a win for the for the Niners. All right, let, let's start the season off right. This is going to be a super competitive division. This is the kind of game you can't afford to screw up. You're only going to play a team like Detroit with this many struggles so many times throughout the year. Don't screw this one up. Got to win this week. Must win for the 49ers. I'm expecting lots of garbage time for uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, it's hard hard to run the ball when you're down by a lot. I, I that's it. It's going to be garbage time. It's just going to be at the end, and it's just going to be a – this is over. Hand off the ball. All right, I got, I got one more. I got one more. Uh, the Rams are playing the Bears this week. A lot, a lot of talk about the McVay offense and the new quarterback, and just, just a whole bunch of hype over here. Bunch of fancy guys got drafted on this team. High expectations. Uh, the Bears are the Bears with, with their quarterback because it's his time for right now. I don't know how this Andy Dalton thing plays out. I've I've read reports that expect Dalton to get benched before halftime, like that. Like that's that's actually in the realm of possibility. Of they may <laughs> they may give this up at halftime, and I just think that that's not a fun tension to have. I I'm sure it's motivating Andy Dalton, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to get the best out of Andy Dalton, or even if we do get the best out of Andy Dalton, if that's even going to be good enough, anyways. So, Rams can't blow this game. I, the Bears, I, I expect a sloppy mess out of Dalton. I, I, I think he'll be like Jameis, where he may have three touchdowns, but he'll probably have four interceptions to get three touchdowns. And that might be just in the first half. I, I don't know. Like, he could go crazy. <laughs> I, I, Allen Robinson's a solid receiver on there. I, I'm sure he'll connect with him enough, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to lead to W's, and the Rams are supposed to get W's this year. This is a W they need to get. In a situation like this, are you rooting for the rookie or the young QB to come in as soon as possible, or is it by situation? I, I, I don't think that's a very good team. I think it matters if it's Dalton or the other guy. Uh, I, just Justin Fields. Just, sure, I'll learn. I'll or I learn. guess possibly, possibly Nick Foles. I'll I'll learn I'll learn his name when he starts when he finally gets some time here. I I just I don't think the Bears are a fun situation to be walking into and they might win. They might win. a. They might be a little bit better with Justin Fields, but I don't know if that necessarily carries them into anything next year. It is an improvement though. I mean, we were, we're the Drabinsky era is over. The, the Nick Foles thing was sloppy. I, I, I think we're better off where we're at right now, even with Dalton, but it's, it's like, who, what are they hoping for out of these guys? Like they, they're just hoping that these rookies can carry a team that's not that good immediately. Like that's it's such a tall ask. Like it's it's not easy to be quarterback in the NFL. It's shocking that there's just as many controversies at every position. It is not, and and this many young people starting this soon. So that appears to be the trend. Show me the successful ones. I mean, outside of Patrick Mahomes, you know, maybe maybe some Lamar Jackson. Where where is this working? Uh, where it's like let's start this guy. As soon Herbert as Herbert was good last year. I'll give you Herbert was good, but the the team. It's all right. So if you're if you're ho that's what you're hoping for this year to miss the playoffs and, and be like yeah we have a good quarterback but our team still stinks. Like that's that's okay. Is that that's that would be a win be, for Chicago, right? I think it could be a step in the right direction. Yeah, it it, it sounds pitiful, but if you can come out of a season with oh. a 
ooh, we we got a guy. Like that's that's the hardest position to 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 fill. I want. I think. I think it's concerning. All right, it is a step in the right direction. I just. I think you need to have a little higher goals. Maybe I. I don't know how you get there, but. If that's what you're hoping for, then then I'll I'll, I'll root for it. If, if that's if that's what Chicago fans want, I just even as a Patriot fan this year, struggling last year, I I'm have I have higher expectations than than, than that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that sounds like a failed season where we're just hoping to suck this year and that maybe we'll be better next year. I mean, you don't, you want to you'd like it to be higher. I think that's the way last year's season was so frustrating was we weren't good and it didn't seem like there was any like immediate path forward. And then Belichick went out and spent more money than he's ever spent before. So that was unexpected, but I I, like, I'm trying to like to, to be reasonable with my expectations for the Patriots this season. So if we did miss the playoffs, but Mac Jones looked good, would like, I take that trade off, but it's like, I I don't see how Mac Jones could look good that I feel good. And then we didn't win like enough games. Like, I don't think, both of those can happen. The the Herbert excuse is the the coaching that he probably played good enough to get a couple more wins last year, and there was just a couple coaching hiccups. Like I mean, some real rough end of the game situations, just not handled very well. That I don't know. Maybe maybe Herbert does sneak in last year, and then we're, we're we have a completely different opinion. But that's that's kind of how football works with some some random bounces yeah. sometimes. Uh. But if you but if you take that out of it, I mean, yeah, I mean Herbert's great. It just I don't know if we should be celebrating. They don't somebody. think about it a little more fantasy wise, you know, playing out on the uh, on the West Coast and once they weren't that good, it was just like, oh, but I'm hearing good things about fantasy, which I drafted them. So maybe I just wasn't paying a close enough attention to the to the whole team. <laughs> uh speaking of uh drafted, have you have you read the story on the New England Patriot kicker? Uh, doesn't sound familiar. I think What's the situation? I think it's Quinn uh, Norden. He's an undrafted rookie. Literally months ago, he was looking for jobs on LinkedIn, and, and he got uh, he got called in, and he beat out Folk for the 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 job. But they uh, he didn't know he got the job. Like he was kind of waiting for like a call, and finally they were like, "Hey, why didn't you show up today?" or something. And it's like, oh, I, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what he told him that he uh, he beat out the other guy for the job. Uh, so that, that's our new uh, that's our new kicker. This is the the start we have here. This is who. Uh, is this a uh, is this is this a time lord situation? Did he, he he not show up when he was supposed to, or was it like legitimately like someone on the organization side missed the memo to call this guy? I, from my understanding of what I read, uh, he he just was he literally just wasn't informed. No, no, they'd made the decision and nobody told him. Huh. Uh, but yeah, he's our guy now, undrafted rookie. That is a uh, that's a lot of a lot of pressure. We've had our past two kickers for a long time. Uh we we dabbled a little bit over the past couple of years here. We 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 bounced around. I mean, yeah, we had we had some staples for sure. I, I actually really take I think we take advantage of some of the the consistencies we were getting out of it. And every time they did miss, it felt like it was the end of the world because like, really? This never well, happens. What's happening now? This, this hasn't happened before. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, keep an eye out no, for that, it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, you feel like, I, I feel like I'm plugged in and paying attention and then something like this. Like, how did I, how did I miss this? Yeah, well, speaking of uh, some not-so-happy news and something I'm sure uh, 
nobody missed yesterday was the, uh, the the passing of Michael K. Williams, our one of our favorite actors. I know we're a huge fan of him. Big, uh, big, big Wire fan. Elmar is one of the probably one of the greatest TV characters you could have ever written for and seen act out and you know execute in an episode I mean, episode sort of basis. I mean, he just it was really entertaining. Uh, I think he had some signature characteristics that are great beyond just like the scar in his face too there was just a he always really felt <laughs> he always felt entirely committed to everything in his in his characters of like yeah this is really the priorities and some of the priorities were always so reckless and crazy in a lot of them but i believed it i still believe it to this day uh i thought he was one of the more enjoyable actors uh to, to watch out there as uh, a, a real sad loss for sure uh, I know you're a big Wire fan. Is there is there anything else you you know him from? I mean, he's in a, a bunch of things. I I think I've seen him in like. Uh, uh, it was uh, another uh, HBO show. He was in uh, Boardwalk Empire, and so set in the I think it's the the, the 1920s. You know, early early 1900s. So different time period from Baltimore in the in the in the 80s 90s, but was definitely still a tough guy. You know, was trying to figure things out, a little, little rough around the edges, but uh, you know, ever everybody knows him from the from the wire. And like you like you said, he's got he's got the scar on his on his face that's not for the show. That's that 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 is him. But you know, I've I've heard him on some on some podcasts and just seems like a really cool guy. He's a very, very interesting guy, kind of like how he uh you know got got started. But he he would always you get know, me excited uh, anytime he'd pop up on screen. Cause there'd be a variety of movies over the years where he would kind of sneak in and be like, "Oh, I didn't know he was in this." And then you'd see him and be like, "Yeah, no, this is great. I didn't, I didn't know he'd be the bad guy or the buddy or just some other side role or something, something in this." Like he's mm-hmm. a, like he's like a school teacher in Community for like three episodes in it, and <laughs> and it's great because he's basically playing the same character. He's just a community school teacher at this point, and yeah, uh, yeah, one of those ones too. He's uh. Not, not not that old. So when when you, it's one of the ones where I, th- I think I came across on uh, on on Twitter, and so you kind of just see some things, and then you're just like, I hope this is one of those ones that turns out it's not not the case, and then you you, you Google it and find out, no no that's accurate, and just ah oh, that, that that that's a rough one. Yeah, well. If you haven't seen any of the the stuff we just talked about, you know, go go watch The Wire. Go go look up some of his stuff. I, I think you'll be entertained. Or if you didn't know, if you don't recognize the name, I, at least look him up. You might recognize the face because I'm sure he's been in something you've seen. It's yeah, he had still a distinct uh, face. I'm looking at his uh, IMBD and uh, has a ten credits. So good chance there was something something that you you came across. Yeah. Uh, not, not fun, not fun stuff, but, uh, did you, uh, did you have, uh, you had mentioned something about, uh, uh, a favorite, favorite line or favorite, favorite moment, something along the, that, those lines. Uh, a man's got to have a code. I, I, I always thought that was, that was pretty good. I mean, that's what kind of dooms him in the end. Sorry, a little spoiler alert here, but, uh, I mean, he, he's, he, he lives by the code, you know, this is, this is the way, the way he works. I, I, I think it's a. Like excellent example of just kind of self obedience and making sense of the world just so uh just just to get by, just to do day by day. Uh man's gotta have a code. 
So I, I'd say that's probably one of my favorites. I mean, there's there's so many. He's such a fascinating character in The Wire. There, there's endless amount of things. <laughs> a lot of good monologues and things like that. But uh, did you have something else? I, I feel like that's kind of like the popular one here. I'm not really uh, digging for any deep dive. Uh, the, the the big one that just works uh, all, all of the time. You come at the king, you best not miss. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. And I just... You can you can use that all all over the place, and even if you haven't watched The Wire, like that phrase that that sounds familiar, and just one of those things that just ingrained itself in uh in in popular culture. But if it wasn't, you weren't looking for a specific line. It was more the scenes. It's more than one scene of when he's going to go after whoever he's going after with a shotgun, and. Everyone, Omar, Omar is coming, and the, he whistles. Uh, <laughs> he whistles. Uh, what is it? Is it? It's not Old McDonald. It's. Uh, I don't the, even I know. The, it's some nursery yeah, like, rhyme thing. Yeah, yeah, it's some some nursery rhyme that just makes it real creepy, and uh, it's just it, it's a fun one. If like the wire comes up, and like a little while later, you, you just you just whistle, you whistle that song, and someone's like plugged in. <laughs> Omar is coming. <laughs> Just, you better get out of there it, better it, hope he's not coming for you it's definitely been parodied in a variety of things now the the omar comment thing so that's kind of a, a movie staple at this point that you know you get referenced enough uh yeah no it's there's a lot of good stuff in in it and i couldn't imagine anyone else uh playing playing the role i mean it's he own, he owns the character he'll he'll always be that character uh, actually, actually, speaking of uh, HBO shows here, we're we're on a real countdown right now. There's a Sopranos prequel movie coming to theaters at the end of the month. Uh, start of October, I think October second, it's out. Have you? That is uh, that's that's not that far away. I'm definitely uh, definitely interested in that one. Have Have you seen the trailer? Like, do you, do you know anything about it? Not only did I see the trailer, I saw the trailer in the movie theater. So I saw like the real trailer. Yeah, it's uh, it's David Chase, the original Sopranos guy. I think it's a lot of the Sopranos uh, directors and crew, and uh, I don't know how many familiar faces we'll see in cameo wise, but I'm I'm sure there'll be a couple here here and there. Uh, the real the real shame is that um, the original Tony Soprano, uh, James Gandolfini, uh, has passed away. So I don't know how they pull that off. I don't know. If we're gonna see some deep fake stuff, or there's some unseen footage that they're gonna play around with, or if he's just not gonna be in there. Uh, it could just be entirely be a prequel movie where he he's never the the Tony yeah, well, we it's see. Him, uh, it's him as a as a kid, right? Yeah, it's, I just it's played by his kid. I just wonder with flashbacks or flash forwards or just some sort of it just reference. I don't know if we're gonna, we're going to see that because I always like that kind of stuff, and I I just it's a little heartbreaking to know that we're probably not going to get anything like that. Uh, but it's, I, I I don't yeah I don't I don't think so. But it should be exciting. Uh, it's it's. It's the next best thing after the show that you could hope for. I'm over the reunions. I don't want to see anything like that. And like I said, James has already passed, so that's kind of a loss. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know if renewing the show years later and everybody's super old, if that's necessarily the the best thing I want. But I, I do think that I love the way, the feeling within the show. Like, it's a really dramatic show. I, I like the directions, the twists. The the script is great. It, it's It's really entertaining and binge worthy i i i'd love to have 90 minutes of someone 
along the same lines in a movie. Like that's that's kind of what we're getting here. So this is like the next best thing, if you ask me, of a of a spinoff after a show. So uh, I think all the right people are committed. So I'm excited for it. I, I this might be the first movie I see in theater in like a really really long time. So I got my I got a circle on the calendar. There you go. Yeah, what did you see in theaters? Uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, that's right. We did talk about that. No, I can see going back to the theater for for that one. That's a like the the Sopranos saw it kind of after the fact and just uh, kind of feel like I I owe them. I owe them a little bit of my, my hard earned money. Continue making making cool things. They're they're the reason my parents had HBO. They're pretty much the reason I have HBO even to this day. It's it's the Sopranos. It's uh, I mean I love The Wire. I, I watched The Wire twice over like the past year. But but the Sopranos was definitely the original draw for for a lot of people and and I'm sure it was for me. I I don't. Do you think I should rewatch it before the movie? Do I have time? Can I do this? <laughs> Ooh, I think you'd really have to get after it. Those, those are those hours. full HBO. Those are full hours. They're not the cable hours that are really just forty minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Have we, have we actually ever talked about the ending on here? Is this, is this the wrong time to do that? Uh, Well, I mean, it, it happened, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if anybody... Uh, maybe we'll do it when it gets a little closer to the to the movie, if other people are going to try to watch watch through it before that comes out. I I heard someone on a podcast recently talk about how the original reaction was extremely disappointing, but yet it's aged like kind of really well for some people. And then some people are just endlessly bitter being like, this is, this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy it. And I do think it has aged better when the more I see some disastrous finales, the more I'm like, you know what? Maybe this was a good idea. Let's just, you're never going to make everybody happy. You know, let's I, just... I think and <laughs> endings, endings are hard especially when you have a successful show, because I think you either have the people angry that you didn't find out all the answers or the people that are upset with, okay, so you just spent the whole last season or maybe you spent like the whole last episode just tying every single loose end up. It's like, well, that's not super realistic. Like I, I, I would have liked some mystery going out of, out of here. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be a fun movie. I'm excited for that to come out. Uh, all right, speaking of something that's actually happened and something I can't stall and look forward to anymore is college football's back. Woohoo! We 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 have like you tw- said. What would you say you were gonna watch? You were gonna watch four games. Did you watch any of the any of the games yet, or are you still at zero? I watched I watched most of the second half of the the Georgia Clemson game. That actually was solid. I, I was. It was just on in the bar. We were just closing up at at the restaurant there. I was already done with cleanup. It was already on, and yeah, I watched a little bit. I definitely watched all the last quarter. Uh, it's it's the perfect one to watch. Uh, two top five teams in the country. Just you, you that, that that's an easy one. Of uh, I I watched probably as well. Probably about all of the uh, all all the second half of just no. I want to make an effort for this. They they're not top 10 matchups every week and there's for sure not top five matchups very often especially in football so let me go out of my way a little bit to make sure that i uh, watch it yeah did i read that on 
I want to say it was Georgia's schedule that after this game, it's pretty much they don't ever play anyone ever again the rest of the season. I, I feel like I heard someone on the, the broadcast talk about how their their schedule That's is definitely uh definitely possible where with uh with football. Uh no, I guess that's not that's not totally true. They play at Auburn, who's number twenty five right now, and they'll play Florida, who's number thirteen right now. So I can move around. But was it Clemson? I mean, you're, that might be more likely because Clemson's in the in the ACC. I can take a take a look there. But you know, you definitely want to be rewarded. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. Maybe it was Clemson. They don't have anybody that really jumps out as like dominant. So it'll be interesting as we get into December. You know, the end of November of you know, you lost the first game. Sometimes you're better off losing the first game. Cause then if you go on a streak, it's like, well, they lost the first game. Well, that was September. I don't even remember September. And you, <laughs> you're better off than if you win all of your games and you lose a game in November. Also, if Georgia goes on to be good, you're, you're okay. It's like, all right, it was the first game of the year. It doesn't matter nearly as much. And, Jitters, and, you, know what? Yeah. and you know, Georgia, Georgia was legit. Like, look, they just beat up so-and-so and, 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 you know, now now you're all right. Now it doesn't look like a bad loss. Now, if Georgia goes yeah, on to struggle it's... and you don't really play another, you know, high-end opponent the rest of the year, well, <laughs> red flags, red flags, orange flags. The good thing for them <laughs> is they play in the play in the ACC, so there's a good chance they'll get uh, to the ACC title game, and that, that always helps with recognition. But definitely not as Clemson how you want to start the season. No, but but somebody had to lose. I mean, it's a three-five matchup. Yeah. it's it's not a. It, it's it wasn't a it wasn't a blowout either. At least I didn't think it was. Yeah, it's it's the real it's the real. Yeah, it was Georgia just won ten to three. Uh, just just a real uh, real tough one being a college football fan that just so early on it can. Like I think I think Georgia or excuse me I think Clemson still has a chance, but it doesn't take much with some other teams of. Your national championship hopes are dashed. Now, you could make the argument that Alabama is still out there, so your hopes of competing from the beginning were uh, kind of foolish, but, you know, it's more fun to kind of last a little bit longer. You know, I watched that second half of that game, we'll say. So I'll, I'll take a half a game of this, but I, I've been rewatching right. <laughs> Patriot Super Bowl games and AFC Championship oh, games you on YouTube. And first well, of all, that, it just well, plays so much better without commercials. And then it's a completely different game in college, man. It's just it's not the same. It's it's like guys and girls basketball. It's close, but there's there's differences in advantages and disadvantages of just physicality and scheming and the execution of each team and the preparation of it all. It's just there's some really good teams, man. Like that was a good game by some really coached teams, but it, they're not as good as the NFL guys. And that makes sense. They're not supposed to be, but I am just constantly shocked by the amount of people that are entertained by it so much more. There's less talent on the, on the field. I, I don't think that it has to do with the, uh, the, the talent so much as just the, uh, the connection where you can't go to the NFL school, but you may have gone to one of these schools and you just have all the memories uh, of the school of going to the games that was one of the things that really jumped out to me that with last year with COVID and maybe there were some people in the stands or this year, these stands, they are full. 
and reminded that yeah, in the NFL, there's fans and fans are good and they make noise, but it is not quite the same level as uh, some of these colleges. Uh, specifically, I'm thinking of Virginia Tech on Friday. Their big thing is they come out to enter Sandman and ooh, that place was hyped for that. There was even, there were like rumors that uh, Metallica was going to be there, which is just a great like college rumor. Like <laughs> it's not even close to being true, but you remember in college, you're like, oh, do you hear about this? Like, no. Uh, and then at Wisconsin, uh, in the fourth quarter, they play jump around. And so they, they get that going. And as soon as they start to get it going, it, the whole student section, everybody knows. And I've heard that the uh, if, if you're there, you can, like, feel the stadium shaking. It's, like, it's a little bit scary. So those are just two of them that I happen to see. And when I, when I watch it, that's one of the things that I really like about sports is just, like, all the fans – Pretty much all of them in there are for that one team and they're just in unison and they've been drinking since they woke up in the morning and they're just there to have a great time. And well, it worked for Virginia tech. They won. Wisconsin was not a, not as lucky. They had some, uh, some hiccups down the stretch, but still just a, a fun atmosphere. Good to see people back at the, uh, at the stadiums. All right. I'm going to talk about some fan things, but I need to fill in this little Metallica tidbit here too. He's Metallica is going to be on the Stern show tomorrow. They're doing oh. they're doing a 30th anniversary of the Black Album. 30 years since Enter Sandman has come out. 30 years. Yeah, you want to feel old? There you go. This is my old tidbit for the day. This is going to yeah, you're going to feel mm. aged now. Uh that's awesome. Well, that's that, just how time works. Awesome. Uh well, it's awesome that, that song's still re- it's it's 30 years after. Like I'm sure there's, <laughs> there's 30 years of songs you could have played o- other than that and it's, oh, yeah. it's still it's still there. Uh, allegedly the 30th, uh, show tomorrow will be featuring some other, uh, musicians doing some covers of Metallica. It's been confirmed Miley Cyrus will be there as well as potentially Elton John has been rumored. So I'm fascinated by some okay. Metallica influence. Uh, uh... Yeah. Well, they're going to be doing Metallica stuff. So that, that has my attention. Uh, but man, 30 years already of Metallica. Yeah. That's just, uh, I feel like we had that song in uh, on your football team in in high school. I'm sure that probably. Was something, I'm sure that's something you came out to. I don't know if we did it for basketball. I think that was a bit of a different vibe. But uh, Enter Sandman, 30 years, man. Uh, fans are great, though. I do see the difference. I hear it a lot. More. Mario, Mariano Rivera's a uh, song when he'd come into the game. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it aged well. Still relevant, band. Oh, it's still. I'll uh, I'll I'll send you the uh the, the video. I watched it. I watched it before the podcast and got all all fired up for it. <laughs> Between watching the the team, like the teams running out for the first time, the song gets you going. The fans are going nuts. It's just like, oh yeah, okay, now I'm ready to podcast. Let's go. Maybe you're. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should record your uh, pregame routine before this. We'll just we'll get rid of wingtip, man. We'll we'll go to enter Sam, man. What what do you whatever you want. Oh, those lawyers will be on us so fast. <laughs> I worry about our wingtip song more often now, man. The the guy, the artist is the artist is known as Wingtip, which is an actual artist. He's becoming a hell of a lot more popular. He's he's uh he's not a, like a SoundCloud artist that I I just found the song from <laughs> anymore. It's it's changing. He's he's gonna come get us. I don't know if we're gonna outgrow him or if he's gonna outgrow us. I I think he's got a little <laughs> head start now. We were ahead for a little bit there, but. Uh, 
I, I like the wingtip song. I don't know if I'm interested in changing anything, but you know, Metallica, Metallica. I, I could be swayed. Colin B can argue. Oh no, I like I like all the I like all your musical choices. <laughs> Uh, uh, we we got like five minutes for a little Celtics talk here. I'm not even sure why I wrote it down. Was, was it just that bad of a news week that we're we're gonna talk about this Celtics trade that this guy that we have is never gonna play? Yeah, pretty much. Juancho, you know, football Herman, start for real. I was I was really I wanted to talk about the uh, the the fans, so I even wrote down some of the uh, some of the more interesting games to try to really try to reel you in it's like maybe i can just like start them off like little little bite-sized pieces and you know maybe 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 you'll you'll, you'll come around i don't need but to you know you know next week next week we'll have nfl news all all ready to go do you see uh a little weird schedule scheduling quirk there's only one game on monday night which is normal throughout all of the year but usually the first uh night uh first monday night there are two yeah but it's on so late it's really only for the West Coast. And there's still, I think they're still kind of uh, kind they of just, doing it that way. Do they still the Raiders, push this game right? late then? Yeah, there's only one game and it's just late? It's at the normal the normal Monday Night Football time. It's at 8.15 because normally it would be, I think, maybe an hour earlier because that, that second game is definitely late. I don't stay up for that one anymore. So it, I'm, I'm cool with it. But it was just interesting of just they've been doing it for a long time. I don't know why they decided this year. So plan your uh, fantasy lineups accordingly. Uh, I hate how late football goes on. It's Monday night and the Sunday night. Oh, I I was thinking this week it it was a oh I didn't really didn't really take advantage of going to bed at a at a reasonable time these past couple of weeks because after this, it like you said, Sunday, Monday, and. Thursday. At least half the Thursdays. I mean, some of the times the Thursday night game, you can just tell going in like this is this is a dud. You know, you just just go past it. But so that yeah, that means two out of the the seven days are for sure late nights already. And that's before basketball even starts. Oh man, I had a little. Did you listen to the Rosillo podcast yet? The this week's he he had Chris Hansen on, and I I got to hear I got to hear Chris Hansen talk football, and it's. I only listen to, I really only hear him in Red Zone. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he's a pod, podcast guest on other shows as well, but I haven't, I haven't heard him on anything else. So, getting a little tease of my Red Zone magic here early was just great. I, I can't wait to see Chris Hansen do the Red Zone this weekend. It's gonna be awesome. Was it Chris Hansen? Was it or was it uh, Scott Hansen? Scott Hansen. Sorry, Chris. I'm screwing up names. Yeah, who's Chris Hansen? I, he may, Is he in Hansen? I don't know. It's Scott Hansen. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, I was like uh, in my head, I was like seeing like like an S, but I, I don't think I would have put it together. Like it's been almost a year since since I've watched him. But that is one of the scheduling things that I did like <laughs> was the Patriots are playing the, the Dolphins for some reason at four, like the four the four thirty time slot. So we could completely just jump in on red zone and not even worry about the Patriots until you know after that and just have a blast and just jumping around, jumping around, jumping around. Chris Hansen's the to catch a predator guy there's no reason i should have screwed ah. that up but at least it's a name all right I don't ah, have... are they uh are they are they related i don't even think they're spelled the same way oh. i think it's pronounced the same way though so you know listeners back off a little bit <laughs> uh yeah all right, i feel a little bit better about that that i didn't just make up a whole name here 
<laughs> like, what, what what name is that? Like, where did that come from? Uh, all right, let you want to wrap this up. I I, I th- we have a Celtics brother. I think that was the whole point I wanted to get to with that story. There is now we can win a championship. We got we got a brother. That was, yeah, I brought this up on the podcast. That I think that that's important. Uh, the past few years, brothers have won championships, and so I think it doesn't even matter if he plays or not. But just having a brother is a step in the right direction. It means we're serious. <laughs> yeah, we could pick up Gasol too if you want another brother. Apparently, he's uh, he's available. Pow? Pow? Or no, uh, Mark? Mark? No, Mark's on the Lakers. No, Mark got waived. Mark got waived to make room for DeAndre Jordan, believe it or not. <laughs> I just don't see how that's going to work out, but I guess they're both kind of getting getting old. But I don't know. Would two brothers be too much? I don't think it would be. No. Because Giannis is a brother and Drew is a brother, and they both won. So I, I'm all I say it. we at least give them a look. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I wasn't Mark- mad about what we uh, what we gave up. I saw Carson Edwards play in college, and he was a whole bunch of fun, but he just never quite got that. Like, I am ungodly on fire right now. No one can stop me. I think he was just kind of kind of too small. Seemed like a nice enough guy, but, you know, never really did anything. And then, you know, Chris Dunn in a, in a pick swap. It's just not – the whole thing was there, was there was not much to it. But you know what? There's not a lot of NBA trades in September. Uh, Juancho – our new Spanish uh, player here was a, a teammate of uh, Marcus Gasol. Maybe we got a little recruiting advantage here to get Mark. Oh, they played on the, the Spanish true. national team together. Uh, Juancho did play on the Spanish national team. So if you're wondering who the hell the guy is, if you see him on the roster, he's good enough to play on a, on a national national country team here. So like that's it's not it's not, it's not worthless. Uh, maybe we got something here. I not I don't have very high expectations, and I'm fine with everything we gave up for him. Uh, I don't. I know Carson Edwards didn't play on Team USA. That's I know that. I can confirm that part. Uh, we'll see Can what happens. Confirm. Uh, all right. Well, we'll confirm a lot more next week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, anything else you want to add for the people out there? I would say be careful. It's the first Sunday. You're going to have NFL. You're probably watching college football on Saturday. Just, just be careful. Make sure you get up from the couch at regular intervals. Get some walks in there, you know, hydrate. You know, just just be careful. <laughs> Couple deep squats here and there. Yeah, you know, right? Just smart. Yep. We'll be back. A little column A, a little column B.